Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Hello out there. Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family podcast. Don and Sue's here. We are talking culture. We are talking a pillar of culture today. It's going to be so fun. This is one of those this is one of those podcasts that it's it's not going to be very long. We say that we'll be here for. I was about to say, why would you tell them that? We can't promise <laughs> that. We don't know where it's going to end, yeah. but it might be it, not it's long. Probably, it's probably not going to be very long. <laughs> My point is, it's going to be super practical and super helpful, and you can go out and do this pillar today. Well, and our prayer for you is that your mind will be opened up to it and your heart will be opened up to it. And after this podcast, you will change how you interact with your kids when it comes to encouraging them. And that's what today's podcast is about encouraging extravagantly. Yeah, it's a flip. It really is a flip. It was. And if it doesn't work for you just today, it will work for you over time. Like well, we've said a prayer, it, so it yeah, will. <laughs> it, took, it took me a long time, but it's going to take you a lot shorter time because you're not nearly as bad at it as I was. And so, but but here's what happens is we we talk about the power of encouragement, and that's what yeah. we want you to see. We want you to see I'm that encouragement it like a superpower. is a superpower. That's exactly right. It's like this gift God gives you yeah. and, and a pathway to your kid's heart through the power of encouragement. And you know, I didn't think that way when I was a younger parent. I thought that my instruction was the power, yeah. that I needed to teach them and I needed to teach them over and over again. And that was the power. But in reality, the power comes through telling them, well, we're going to dig into that, but telling them more about uh, how how awesome they are. Well, and, and what they're doing out. right and yeah. how they're doing it right and focusing on the positive. I mean, we all learn from we all embrace learning from the positive more so than from the negative we learn from the negative i mean it does work you're just not connecting in the relationship at the level you do when you're well, working through and, and the, the positive and the flip is is not that you're never negative or you're never critical or you're never this but it's just like most parents are and, and people tell us this all the time as we as we talk about this oh yeah i'm overly critical and they, yeah. and here's what's what's cool about it is Parents do it with the best intentions. Mm -hmm. I was so trying to help my young girls be a better basketball player or get their grades right or whatever, or, you know, clean up their room or whatever it was I wanted them to do. I had the best intentions. I mean, I might've been angry sometimes, maybe a lot of times, but, <laughs> but I was, but I was, had good intentions in what I was doing. I wanted them to learn. I wanted them to be their best. I wanted them to, I cared about them. And it's just really just, uh, it's really taking it and saying, what if we, did that less and we did more of the positive encouraging side and we draw out in them the, their amazingness instead of trying to you know it really is just a superpower that we do um well it just it makes me look back to when they were little girls and you were training them up you know teaching them correcting them and they would usually end in tears because they were little girls but when oh, yeah. you encouraged them very yeah. rarely did they end in tears unless they were like, oh, dad. They just <laughs> cried all the time. 
just a plethora of emotions. I, we remember we have you. You guys may not. You guys may know us and, and know this, but we have four girls and then three boys. So at one time it was me and five women in my house. And you know God was doing a work. Oh in his my life. goodness, it was crazy. <laughs> Teaching but, him to be encouraging. But what I learned is what I learned about, and this is what we want you to learn is that our words are powerful. Oh, and the, the words valuable. of a parent are powerful and mm-hmm. how we use them in parenting. And, you know, I used to think when I had all the girls in my house, I was like, wow, the standard's just too high. I cannot, you know, I can't even breathe in a bad mood and everybody just, they just run like, you know, uh, roaches in the light or whatever is what I used to always say. But, you know, what I, but I had to learn that my words were really, especially the words of a father, to the little girls i mean they well, were not especially even, i mean just to next level it a little bit it wasn't even it's not even the words while the words are the most powerful it's also the facial expressions and so why yes we we want to show you some ways to be encouraging but one of the simplest Can't show ways you facial expressions over <laughs> the podcast but i can use the words <laughs> one of the simplest ways to be encouraging is to smile is to greet your children, greet your spouse with a smile. That is one of the most encouraging things we can do without any words at all. And so anyway, that's what, yeah. So let's just talk about it a little bit. Don. Well, I mean, before we do it, let's just throw it out some scriptures that really yeah. talk about Hebrews 3.13 is one of our favorite. It says, encourage one another daily. That means a lot. Uh, as long as it's called today, which means forever. Encourage one another daily as long as it's called today so that your heart Will not so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness, and literally, if you think about a a think about a heart, a physical heart, it is soft and pliable, and you compare that to the emotional hearts of our kids. What you know when we do negative things to our heart, like yeah. we eat a lot of cheeseburgers or we sit on the couch and we don't do anything, what happens is our heart becomes hard, and the blood can't flow through it because the arteries are literally clogged up. I had a friend of mine, went to the doctor, thought he was doing great. They said, oh, wow, you are 99% blocked. You're, you know, anytime you could have a Widowmaker. They went in and now they, with technology, they can go do it. But, you know. They can unharden his heart. They can unharden. If only he had been encouraged more. (laughs) If only we could do that. If only there was a surgery that could get rid of all our, you know, all of our negativity and all the stuff that we do to our kids. Criticalness. Yeah. So, um, but um, think about that in terms of an emotional heart that when we um, tear it down a lot and when we use our words and we're angry and we do all those things, we are literally hardening the heart. We are creating kids that are going to run away from us and, and eventually going to run away from God versus if we bring them in and we create an environment that's encouraging, they will want to be around us. They will want to, it'll, it, the relationship will be connected. I mean, literally, you know, just tell them what you taught, how you define encouragement. Yeah, I say to just to put courage into them. I mean, if you think about that, the most important and valuable thing we can do as our kids is to build them up, show them what it means to be brave and kind and kind and to to love themselves, to put courage into them so that they can go after that. And so, yeah, the way I like to, you know, I love that um, definition. And I also like to tell parents a lot, um, hey, we're going to tell our kids who they are a lot more and we're going to tell them who they're not a lot less. Yeah. You know, because so often we say, you know, you're lazy or you're this. And we, and, and we don't say you are being lazy or anything like that. We, we say, you know, you're lazy or you're, you're not going to turn out to be anything or whatever. And those statements hurt. 
Oh, my goodness. I I had read a quote the other day that it said that when we criticize our kids, they are not mad at us or upset with us. They think less of themselves. Yeah. And so we go after them, you know, thinking we're going to fix them and change them and mold them. But reality is they just think less of themselves. And so often because and once kids start thinking less of themselves, they want to avoid that person that is telling them that. And, And we wonder why kids run from I always tell parents. You got you have first chance at the heart of your kids. Yeah. And so you can either keep it or you can blow it and they will run to their friends and their friends will become more important. And they you know every kid's gonna have independence. We're not saying that you that you know they stay attached, but we but you can and should have great relationships with your kids at every age and encouragement is a pathway to help and make that happen. And so in um, Matthew 3.17, I just, God did it best when he spoke to Jesus. And I love to share this story, this Bible story, when we're talking about encouragement, because it's when Jesus is being baptized and John the Baptist puts him under the water. And as he comes back up and the dove comes down from the skies, you know, I, I would love to have been there and to have heard it. I mean, you could I just imagine it just shook the earth. And God's saying, this is my son whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. And so if you're not creative enough to figure out what you need to say to encourage your child, stick to this. This is good. This is my daughter. This is my son whom I love. I love you with, with her, with him. I am well pleased. I am pleased with you, son. I am pleased with you, daughter. Just stop and think for a second. When was the last time you said that? Have you ever said that to your child and how powerful, I mean, if it's God saying it to his son, how, what a beautiful example yeah. for us to say to our and, own children. And what are some, you know, what are some other statements that you could, you know, do as corollaries to that? Like, man, I'm so glad God put you in our family. You know, I'm so glad you're with me. I, I can't believe God gave me to you. God gave you to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just things yeah. like that. You know, I, I, you know, it just, it just amazes me to watch you do this or just, and you know, things like that, that and, you're and, so smart. You're so clever. That's brilliant. I mean, I found myself saying that a lot. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. That's so clever. Well, and you're so talented. And for me, not growing up around that at all and with, even with my friends and, and, and but it became a deal where I was like, wow, this sounds awkward. And I'm, you know, I'm sounding sappy. I'm sounding, um, not manly, not well, and not (laughs) real, you know, like it's fake, but you know, and I had to just learn it. it, Learning to be encouraging is kind of like, that's why I said it's some, for some people like me, it took a while, but it, um, it becomes something that becomes a way of life. It becomes like a muscle that gets developed. And so if you're, if you feel like it's awkward right now, just try it. And you know, here's the deal. It, it, watch your kids' eyes light up. Oh, you know, just yes. watch them, you know, watch their shoulders get oh, turned back. Yeah. And, I mean, when so you go, proud they stand up taller. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so um, it, it yeah, really great does Great experiment to do. Uh, yeah. Because what it does is, you know, one of the, one of our key uh, when we talk about the parent to god relationship one of the things we want to un- parents to understand is they are no longer an orphan they're a child of the king mm-hmm. that it is you know romans 8 says we are no longer orphans but we are adopted children and we are children of the father and everything that's true of jesus is true of us and he, he and when the father sees us he doesn't see us in our sin anymore once we have salvation he sees jesus and so um so therefore, he looks at us a certain way. He looks at us as a king would look at an adopted son that he loves. Right. Okay. So that's identity. Mm-hmm. All right. When you see your child, what do you see? Mm-hmm. Do you see uh, 
screw up mm-hmm. or do you see a child of the king? And and so as parents, and I think it's one of the biggest things we teach, and we teach it through encouragement, and it's actually in our courses, that we actually, through encouragement and, and through listening, which we'll talk about next time or in, in coming weeks, that you will actually put identity into your children. Mm-hmm. You will be placing God. And, and what happens is when the, remember, God calls himself father. So you're the father first, or you're the first representative of God. And what does God do? He wants us to tell us how much he loves us. And he's created a pathway that's not based on our performance, but it's based on our, his love for us. Well, what if we do that with our children first? And we put that identity into them through the power of encouragement. Then when they start to hear about God's love for them, they're like, oh, yeah, of course God loves me. You know, I've already seen the Father's love. I've yeah. already seen it through the power of encouragement. That's identity. Yeah, and I think that sometimes as moms um, and, and maybe even dads too, as we look at this child that God's given us and we just see the work they create or the <laughs> or the um, how they they're not quite there yet. I mean, they're 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 they they're, they're okay, but they could be better at basketball or they could be better at this or they they're you know they're not quite there yet. And so a lot of the times as parents, they have a hard time finding out how what to say to encourage their children. And so what I tell parents, moms, all the time is. Ask God to show you how they see, how he sees your child. Ask him to give you a picture of your child, how important, how valuable, how incredible they are. And when we get a glimpse of, of the, of the um, creation that God has given us to, that we get to raise and we get to train up, then all those things that we want to see in them don't matter so much. Yeah. So I was just thinking as an example, so now we're grandparents and we, uh, and, and uh, one of our daughters, uh, Madeline, she has three kids that are four, two, and five months. That's five, six months. She's six months, six months yeah. now in so, January. So when Madeline comes into our house with her three children that are wonderful kids, but I mean, but they're just small children. It totally changes our quiet world. I mean, it has become talking about the the inconveniences come in and the the there's so much more noise and there's so many more diapers and, and messes. And, yeah, the trash and, is outrageous and, and the there's food toys and all, over the all over the place. And it just it just reminds us of how how just you were talking about how um, it just becomes a lot of work. But instead, you know, we have to, you know, figure out how to em- embrace the work. And you're like, yeah. the parent, the young parents are going, but you don't have to do it every day. And, and we get <laughs> but that. But we did. Yeah. I mean, and we, and we, and we the- survived it. <laughs> We're on the other side of it. And you will too. And it'll yeah. be amazing. And you won't hardly even remember it. Yeah. But we want to change. We want to use that as a, just an example of changing your perspective and saying, you know, these are, how does, I love what you're saying there, Suzanne. Is, how do you see your kids? Do you see them as blessings or do you see them as, you know, things that make you beings that make you have to do things, you know, <laughs> and angry. Can, yeah. can our kids not push our buttons faster than anybody yeah. else ever? And so as we talk about, you know, encouraging them, just to just a couple things that to, to, for you to focus on is think about you're drawing the awesomeness, you're drawing the amazingness out of them, knowing and believing and seeing that they are awesome and they are amazing. It, it really is incredible. There's been there's been a shift in Don and I's marriage from my perspective, because when I stopped seeing him as is me wanting him to do certain things and him not doing them to 
seeing how amazing and incredible he is and the things that he does do and how amazing and incredible that is, there has been a, a whole different, I don't even know, interaction with us. And that's what will happen with your children too. If you, if you say, God, please forgive me for seeing this kid is such a pain, you know, I want to see them as awesome and amazing. And then you do, you're going to enjoy him so much more. You're going to find things to that you that you appreciate about them that you you're going to want to be around them more and that's going to just breed the encouragement which is what we're talking about yeah we a lot of times we tell parents i said you know guess what you have amazing kids and and and, and you might say hey we, you haven't seen my kids and like i don't have to see them because i know god made them that's exactly and, right and i know that yep. and not only that but you were handpicked to be their parent yep God didn't make a mistake. He didn't put you with the wrong kid. You know, oh my goodness, that kid's not like me. They don't like anything I do. Okay, God's got something to show you through that that's going to grow in your relationship with Him. He's going to make you help you grow in that relationship with a child. It's oh, it's so always there, and it, and your kids are amazing, and you're handpicked for the job, and you're amazing, and God has given you every tool you need to interact. If if you'll learn the right way to do it, and if you'll learn God's way to do things through the power, just like he does as a father. He doesn't, you know, he disciplines us, but in a way that's loving and kind and, and gentle, and he's humble in heart, and he and we find rest in him, you know, and we want our kids to be the same way. Yeah, and so if you get hung up on this, go to Psalms 139 and read the whole thing. But 139, 14 says, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. If you need to say, I praise you because, insert your child's name, is fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works, also known as my child, are wonderful. And I believe that and I know that. And so that is a way for us to literally rearrange how we perceive these little gifts that God's given us. What happens is once this is so powerful because when you put identity, when you put that, Hey, this is my son whom I love and him. I'm well pleased. We tell parents that all the time. If you'll just get that statement down and if your kids believe that part right there, this is my son, my dad's, my dad or my mom's identifying with me, uh, whom I love. They love me unconditionally. They love me for who I am, not what I do for them. In him, I'm well pleased. They they believe in me. They, they all those things. See all those statements. If they believe that, then they will they'll run through walls for you for one. Mm-hmm. But they'll also uh, go conquer the world. They'll go out confident. Uh, one of the things people say about our kids all the time is that they're confident and they're not perfect. They're not, you know, you know, they don't, it's not that they're successful, you know, changing the world with a career or whatever, but they just exude a confidence. And, and, and I think it comes from one that we learned to be encouraging parents, but also enlisting parents. And then also we transferred, you know, we, we talked to them about God's identity in their lives too. And that's where it gets, it's, and over time, that's where it goes. Yeah, I remember, I don't remember when it was that this switch happened, but I remember I felt like the Lord said, you are their number one cheerleader. It's your job to to support them and cheer them on and tell them how amazing they are. But before that, I was thinking, no, I can't tell them that. I don't need to tell them. They're going to get the big head. They're going right. to be all prideful and all that but stuff. But what we found was the arrogant. world, but the world was doing its job on them. And the other <laughs> world was doing a job to tear them down, to tell them they weren't good enough. And we kept seeing that. We're like... Who is going to build them up? Who's Nobody going to, else who's is. Who's going to give them identity? Right. And it falls to the parents. You know, and I mean, it's it's been it handpicked by God to the parents. Yeah. I mean, it's been it's it's our it's our role, it's our job, it's been assigned to us. And so, what are we going to do with it? Well, so, we're going to encourage them. Well, let's um, 
let's finish our short podcast. Let's finish the short <laughs> podcast by just talking about. So we've talked to you about a lot of different, a couple of scenarios. But what if we got a little bit, a little bit more practical and just said, hey, how does this play out in real life? So you know, Suzanne, you, I think you have an example there that you wanted to share. Yeah, I have a yeah, I have a couple, and then a couple even questions from our base camp parents too that we could even share with these guys. Um, but one of them is, it was just the other day I was Facetiming Madeline, which you know she Facetimes me quite often. Train your small children to do that when they get old and have your grandchildren because it's beautiful. But um, so Madeline was changing the baby's diaper, and I said, Madeline, where are Truett and Everly? Like four and two year old. Yes, where are they? And she goes, I don't know. They're probably in some room just destroying it. And I've been there before. And I've seen it, you know, taking the toilet paper everywhere or uh, tearing pages out of a book or coloring. Or one time they took all their clothes out of all their drawers. And so I was like, uncool, because you can't put this back together. You can't sort through all your tiny little socks and underwear and just, you know, anyway. And so she's and so she she take carries me on FaceTime when she walks into the bedroom and she opens the door and Everly and Trude are sitting down reading books to the teddy bear. And Madeline said, Oh my gosh. And this is the encouraging part. And this is what I want to encourage you to do. When you find your child doing something right, then go overboard. And that's what she did. I can't believe this is amazing. I thought you were being destructive. I'm so proud of you. You're such a blasting. I'm going to do the happy dance. And she danced all around and she squealed and they were, oh my goodness, they're just sitting on the floor, looking at the books, looking up at her, thinking she's crazy. But both of them get this little look on their face like, my mom loves me. You know, it's just the most darling. <laughs> my mom's little, proud of me. My mom's, pr- she thinks I'm amazing. Mom, we did the right thing. And she, Madeline just closed the door and she goes, y'all just keep doing that. You know? <laughs> so we, anyway, so yeah. Yeah. So question from the base camp parents. Oh yeah. And so there was one, uh, there's, anyway, we'll just share a couple, but um, how do you use encouragement when your kid keeps doing bad on their spelling test? And so um, I can so relate to this because I one of I can't remember which kid it was. Just, you just tell them that spell check will be there for them. You know <laughs> they don't need to know how to spell. No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. Well, I, I remember I think, there was. I think it's there's, awesome there's, to be a good speller. There's one. I mean, I remember there was one kid that you know of ours that didn't spell well, and I remember being you know, trying not to be frustrated with them. Um, but the the response that I gave back to these guys is to just to sit down with your child and say, you know what, I'm I am so excited that we get to learn how to spell together and I wasn't very good at spelling or I had a friend that wasn't very good at spelling so I'm trying you're trying to connect you're trying to uh, affirm them that it's okay that we're sitting down together I remember Don with I don't remember how many of the girls you would spend hours helping them with their math yeah. I mean, and it was a, it's, it's a one-on-one time with the parent and the child. And so look at that as valuable. That's important. And so don't. But even then it's like, you know, the girls like Molly has a, who's our oldest, has a not so good memory of studying math because of my harshness, my discipline, you know, my, you know, and, and I do, I mean, I have a lot of perseverance. I'm like, we ain't giving up. We're, I will teach you math if, if it takes, you know, 18 hours to do it or whatever, which didn't, but, well, but, and then, with, but, but with the girls, as we went further down the road, they would say that, and, you know, and the boys would say it too, that dad was much more paid, much more encouraging in his, you know, and, and so it just becomes things that we learn as we, 
And, and the sooner we learn them, the better. Yeah, and so I think like with that example, and or with this child on the spelling test, if you give a if you give a pre-spelling test, which I remember doing, and the ones that they got right, we would really celebrate. And the ones they didn't get right, we'd go, okay, let's try these again. And so I think that in the beginning, when the girls got a problem right, you just moved on to the next one because that's what they're supposed to do. They're that's supposed exactly to get it right. right. <laughs> and so when your kid's struggling with something, then celebrate when they get it celebrate right. Celebrate the wins. Cel- yeah. That's yeah, a perfect and, way to put it. And I think it. it's also another thing to, to look at here is, are they putting forth the effort and it's hard or are they being lazy? And so if they're being lazy, then, you know, you kind of want to encourage the work ethic. You know, I get it. I didn't like studying for my, you can relate to them. I didn't like studying for my spelling test either. Um, you know, it's just something sometimes you got to do. And and I'll and I love it what you're saying. I'm willing to jump in with you and make it happen. Not do it for them. That's what you know. And and not gripe at the teacher because the spelling test is too hard or whatever <laughs> you know. And that happens a lot in this day and age. You know, but just jumping in with them and um and and fighting the fight with them in an encouraging way. And even saying like, I'm so glad you're not being lazy or I appreciate that you're not lazy. Thank you for working hard on this. You know, they take us, they did the spelling test, they come home and they didn't do great on it at all. You know what? I I sat there with you. You worked, you did your best. You worked hard. And then you come with the, don't worry about this later on. You'll have spell check. (laughs) Well, and I mean, even, you know, sometimes I'm giving them little wins, like go study three words and come back to me. Go study these three words. I want you to, these are our hard ones. Let's yeah, go study and these fun. and let's yes. see. And yeah. And, and if we, if you get, you know, regardless, go study them for 10 minutes and, and we'll see what, ha- or whatever, three minutes or whatever. And if we come back, then we'll, you know, we'll eat, eat a bite of ice cream or something, you know, whatever that yeah, is that you got good. to do that. Well, so Don, then, you also, another place where you radically changed was in sports. And I know that there's probably a lot of parents out there who are either coaching their kid or they're watching their kid. Cause in the, I mean, the area where we live, sports is a pretty big deal in kids' lives. And so what, which, ha- which means we live in America. Yeah. <laughs> and so how, how did, how would you encourage these parents to encourage their sports playing children well first of all i mean i i coached just to give you a a, maybe a a perspective i was super involved in my kids sports lives in that i coached every team they were on in basketball and baseball from you know so um, madeline was on one team where she played soccer and don didn't coach that one but it was just for one season and she was four and yeah (laughs) and we didn't play soccer anymore (laughs) and no but um and so uh but i I just really enjoyed um coaching i enjoy you know the the sport i enjoy the 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 leadership of it and figuring it out and all the things and teaching kids the fundamentals and um but you know when when we were we were first growing when the kids were first growing up i mean again i thought at the end of the game, they needed to know what they did wrong so they could correct it because that's what I would want to know. I would want to know what I did wrong. I, I was a, definitely a, a, a worker. I wasn't necessarily a great athlete, but I, I could work hard. And um, But, you know, I found those girls, they, they didn't want to ride home with me as much, you know, because uh, they kind of wanted to ride home with mom after a while. Because I'd uh, be like, babe, you played great. And they're like, mom, I played terrible. Well, but you made a basket. Yeah. Mom, it was in the wrong basket. <laughs> but it was so good. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but you know, again, what I learned over time, and and um, it, this is something you can apply today. But I do, I do want to emphasize that, you know, just it, it takes time to really find your rhythm. Sometimes, at least it did for me. But I, I learned to call out again, call out on them who they are, rather than tell them what they're not. So Michael, yeah. our so it, 
take, took me five kids maybe, but, um, <laughs> you know, and I say a lot that God gave us seven kids because we had so much to learn. But, um, but Michael was our oldest boy, fifth, fifth, fifth kid. And he told me one day, we were talking just a few months ago. He said, dad, when you coached me in basketball, you would tell me, you would tell me, Hey, that guy that's covering you, he can't cover you. And if you'll take the ball to the basket, you will succeed. You're, you are better than he is. And he goes, he goes, I don't know. And, and, and here's what I want you to catch. He said, he, this is what he said, not me. He said, I don't know if you believed it or not. And, and a lot of times we got to call out in things at him that we think are coming. Yes, or, or, for or going sure. We to be see there. it. It's yeah, not there yeah. yet, but we see it. And uh, yes. he said, I don't know if you believed it or not. And I don't know if it was true. But I know that what happened when I hit the floor next time is that I saw myself differently and I saw that defender differently. Mm -hmm. And so just because of what I said as a coach and a dad, it changed his perspective of nothing changed. He didn't get it. He didn't suddenly become a better basketball player. The defender didn't come become any better or worse, but his perspective changed and and it gave him confidence. And isn't that what we want to do in life is we want to give our kids confidence to go face the world mm-hmm. that's what encouragement mm-hmm. does yeah. it, it and and again sometimes parents say oh you're taking my you're putting my discipline arm behind my back and I can't no it's not that at all it really is just a perspective change of I'm going to say more about who they are and I'm going to tell them you know I'll give another example that's non-sports related uh, for years I told Macy I just felt a calling that Macy was a worship leader and I would tell her, Macy, I believe you're going to be a worship leader. I believe that God's going to, you know, and yeah, whatever, dad, whatever. You know, she didn't pursue it at all. And then about her junior year in high school, she decided to pursue being a worship leader. And today she is a worship leader, you know. So it and, you know, it just happened over time as as um, in that case, I had a feel like I had a word from the Lord that that was something to that she was going to uh, delve into. And sure enough, God is now blessing other people through her worship. So right. it's amazing the power of your words to your kids. Yeah. And so I just wanted to just, as we kind of wrap up, I just wanted to talk about some short wor- podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some words, like some of the things that we say over our kids, you are a mighty man of God, you know, mm-hmm. or yeah. you are a mighty woman of God, just telling them who they are. Yeah. You are, you are incredible. You are a hard worker. You like things neat and tidy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are not a person of chaos. You are a person of order. Yeah. And just saying, declaring those things over them as if they were. They might not be, but if they were. I remember um, as, as the girls were potty training, Truett and Sebastian, they're three, four and three now. And I would tell them, you're going to be amazing at going potty. You're going to be the best. You're going to be so good at putting your TTs in the potty. And so just going ahead before them and saying that and, and just, yeah. I mean, and even, even like with, as the girls were going into their marriages, I would be, I was like, Macy, you're going to be the best wife because Mm. you're physical touch. You know, you love to cuddle and snuggle and, and do all that thing. Madeline, you're going to be so good in marriage because you're so fun and life giving. And, and so just anything, I mean, not your kids are not getting married yet, but where are they on that spectrum? And where do you see something? So another way to flip it is let's see something that you're wanting to correct your child in. You know, they're, let's say they walk in the house and they throw their shoes on the, you know, beside or whatever, just say, you know what, you're, you're going to, you're getting so good at putting your shoes where they're supposed to go. And just, you know, you're, you're a good eater. I appreciate what you eat. Just find something and say something positive about it. So as we wrap up, let me tell you, parents. 
If you want your child to be a confident kid who loves the Lord, become an encouraging parent. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna well, also- and, not, and, and loves you too. I mean, because yeah. it literally knits them together to you because their ear and their heart are yeah. going to be the person to go, I mean, go, goes to the person that's building them, encouraging them up. Just, so if you're not doing it, who is? That's yeah. who they're going to give their just, affections to. You know, if you, if you want to drive them away, become a critical, angry, you know, all, no, they could ever do anything right parent. If you want a kid that's confident and loves the Lord and loves you, Become an encouraging parent. Is it hard? Yeah, but go do it. God calls you to do it. He says, encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today. And uh, and you'll open up their hearts to you, to God, to their own selves, and it'll be amazing. So, um, and then we'll combine it as we go into the future with um, what we call safe haven, our listening. And you will see that together, those are two just things that are will blow you away in being a parent. So uh, thanks for listening. At, Maybe it wasn't a short podcast. Maybe it was a little bit. Maybe it was medium length. But um, we love you, and we hope it's been uh, beneficial to you. Uh, Go be encouraging, and go be crazy. CrazyCoolFamily.com.